Listen to it over and again. And also we prayed over this book, 21 Immutable Laws of Relationship, which is available outside. He preached from it on Thursday and also preached from it this morning. So I, I, wanted to, I wanted to pick a copy of it and I believe this will be a blessing to us. Praise God. If you have not been around at all or through uh, the conference, I wanted to get the message. The truth is that I don't know why you are not around. Um, it speaks to the attitude that some of us have towards events that are organized in your church because you just believe it's just one of those things I will catch up, I would. And you know in life, when something great is about to happen, sometimes there's no announcement. There's, it doesn't look like a big deal, and it just happens. And that's why you need to be careful. You shouldn't allow people to be gisting you about what happened at Accelerate. Well, I want to encourage you, get the messages. Listen again and again. Go online, watch the videos on YouTube, get the app, you know, listen again and again. Um, the same grace that was upon us the last uh, four days is also going to come upon you in Jesus' name. But I'm just saying, don't make it a habit. You see, when you're really serious about your work with God, when you hear a program like that announced, you try as much as possible to clear your schedule, to be a part of it. Yeah. I know, I know a lot of us here are extremely busy people, but we always make time for things that are important to us. I was reading a book one day, and someone was saying that some of the busiest people in the world are dealing with addictions. Some have mistresses outside of their spouse, and they create time for those mistresses. And yet they tell you when you want to see them that they are busy. It's what is important. Yeah. So you see a CEO who is still going to the corner of somewhere to do cocaine or heroin, he has his time for that. The thing is important to him is dealing with the addiction. So he created time for it. Yeah. I'm addicted to the word. Alright? I'm addicted to his presence. I just want to be in his presence. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a pastor. It is about life. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. The word of God doesn't only work in pastor's life. It works in, it's meant for the believer. I'm a believer first before I was ordained a pastor. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And what gives the pastoral calling is strength, is the time spent in his presence. Yeah. What gives your business strength if you are not going to be mixing things and be trying to do some bit of uh, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> divination, a bit of uh, somebody incantation here and there. You want God to be the alpha and the omega over your business. You must value his presence. Yeah, you must value his And there's an unusual presence when his people gather together like this. Yeah, that's why you cannot give any excuse for missing such events or as we go into the second half of this year, make sure 
that your time with God is preserved. Preserve it. Both private and public time. God enjoys both. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, some people say, you know, God knows who is serving him, you know, and all that. No. Your private time with him, the public time when we gather for corporate anointing like this, God values it. Where two or three are gathered in the same, Bible says there is in the midst of them. If he doesn't value it, it won't show up. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, there is in the midst of them. And you have to value it, especially if you want to partake of his presence. Glory be to Jesus. So we've been having a great time, you know, at Accelerate, starting with Dr. Alterbill. That man is an enigma, unusual depth into the word of God. And you, you should get a message. I've been listening to that. I must have listened to that message like 10 times since Wednesday. Yeah. It's been on continuous play in my car. Yeah. When I'm tired of that one, I'll put another one, continuous play. That's how I do. Yesterday's message will be on continuous play for a long time. Yeah. Pastor Sam's message. For a long time. Because I need to drain it. Drain everything on it. Yeah. That's how we roll. So... Glory be to Jesus. All right, let's get into the word of God this morning as we wrap up, accelerate this morning, a thought that is bubbling in my spirit that I want to share with us, and then we're going to pray, then I'm going to receive the accelerate offering, and we're going to pronounce a blessing. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. One of the things, great takeaways from accelerate is that you need to cultivate the spirit of joy around your life. Pastor Kojo Imadi brought us a powerful word on Friday night, this old place scattered. You know, you know the funny thing about that Friday night? The mainland experience center, the mainland center was something else. You thought this place scattered. Some people didn't go home until 11 on the mainland. They cut off the sound, everything. Some people were still dancing in the auditorium. And I was just saying, ah, God, did you do a special transmission to them? Because the man was here live. Yeah. They said people started singing their own song after the choir had left. And they gather together. Somebody will raise one. Another person will raise and they refuse to go. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. And I've been hearing great testimonies from that place. Great testimonies from the mainland center. Praise God. So I'm sharing a talk this morning about the fact that God has specific plans for each and every one of us specific plans for each and every one of us. And we need to be careful about how his plans are activated from time to time. Because if you would not allow his plans to be activated, like I was sharing on Thursday, which you should get the message, relevant speed. So if I can call this relevant speed part two, but I choose to call it the roar of a lion. Because if he will not allow his plans to be activated at the right time, a journey of 40 days can take one 40 years. That will not be your testimony in the precious name of Jesus. So I take a text from Judges chapter 13, and I'll get into chapter 14, but I'm I'm going to tell the story, but I want to lay a background. The roar of a lion. Judges chapter 13. The Bible says in verse 1, Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Now, there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, 
And his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have born no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. So from this time on, this woman started to have encounters with angels. To the point that as you read further, Manoah himself was called by her when the angel showed up again. Because he, he, she didn't know it was an angel. A man came to me to tell me that I'm going to have a baby and this and this will be what will happen to the baby. Look at verse 5. Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. If we check the word Nazarite, it means someone who has been consecrated or set apart for God. And then God told her the things that she, need, she, she needed to do to be able to preserve the child. And it starts from the womb. So she took the instruction not to eat this, not to do that, not to drink anything that, is, you know, that has alcohol, not to to, you know, to shave the hair on this guy's head when he's born. So many things that the angel spoke to them about. In verse 8, after she, she, she spoke to Manoah, the Bible says that Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what shall we do for the child who will be born. Bible says in verse 9, and God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of the Lord came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared. And when the, the, the angel appeared again and Manoah came, the conversation ensued and it ended up in a way that the angel told them, said, make a sacrifice to God. And then, all of a sudden, fire came upon the sacrifice, the angel was taken to heaven, and Manoah told his wife, wow, we have seen God. The man is actually an angel. We have seen God. We're going to die. His wife said, no. If God wanted to kill us, he wouldn't take our sacrifice. <laughs> the man was afraid. See, all this drama, it was about this child with a great destiny that we're about to conceive. And the life of Samson portrays something to us, which is that the same way a word came before Samson. Nobody may have spoken any prophecy concerning you. But the Bible says that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation. Only men speak as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So, this is our own prophecy. Some things have been written concerning you and I. And has been said, I heard concerning you and I, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future, to take you to the expected end. There's something about me, I believe it so much that God has a plan for my life. I don't know about you, but I, I wanted to, you know, know this morning that God has a plan for your life. They're not ordinary. They're great plans. They're great plans. We need to come into a place in our lives where we really crave the, 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 the orchestration, the, the, the working out 
of God's divine plans over our lives. And what I'm speaking to this morning is how it happens and how you should not miss out on it. How you should not miss out on it. Because the Bible says in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, the race is not to the swift, the battle is not to the strong, men of wisdom will not always have victory, you know, and all that, but it said time and chance happen to them all. God is the one that orchestrates time and chance. Yeah. God is the one that orchestrates time and chance. And sometimes, some things happen, and we misinterpret them. And the moment you misinterpret them, you may have missed a time or a chance. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying this morning. I pray this morning that God will preserve your steps in the second half of this year. You will not miss time and chance. Oh, I cannot hear your amen. Amen. So all this happened, and then, verse 24 of Judges 13, so the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. By the way, God spoke to them earlier and said, this boy, I will use him to deal with the Philistines. That's, That's going to be his mission. So in verse 24, the woman bore a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him, and the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Manahem Dan, between Zorah and Esther. You know what happens here? The Spirit of, God, of the Lord started to move over Samson within his compound. Manahem Dan means the compound of Dan. You know, it was a day night. Yeah. So within their house, the Spirit of God will just move over him. He will feel the move of the Spirit around him. He didn't understand it. But something was going on around him. You see, in the New Testament, we don't just feel the Spirit moving upon us. The Spirit dwells in us. Can I get an amen to that? We are filled with the Spirit. And if you are here this morning, you are not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. Seek an infilling, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Spirit moves upon people. So you see, the Spirit of God came upon Elijah, you know, and he did this and all that. The Spirit, in this season, he doesn't just visit us. He's with us. He's in us. Are you still with me this morning? Yeah. In the days of Samson, the Spirit, you know, in in Acts of the Apostles chapter 4, when you read from verse 8, Bible talking about Peter. He said, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people, Elders of Israel, if we this day are judged by the good deed done to this helpless man, by what means has he been made well? <laughs> Let it be known to you. So he, he, he was talking. He was talking to the rulers of his people. He was an ignorant and unlearned man, like the scripture says. But he, he gained this level of confidence and boldness because the Bible says he was filled with the Spirit. When the Spirit started to move on, on, on something, he didn't understand what it was all about. But I need you to know today that the moment you started to encounter grace, that the Spirit of God starts to come upon you, as you prophesy here and you go out, it's because something is about to happen out there. You know the anointing activates problems. Some people will think I'll say the anointing activates blessings. No. When you are anointed, you are already blessed. The blessing on your life has to activate a problem. Because the proof that you are blessed 
is that you can solve that problem. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying today. The Bible says the Spirit of God was moving in the life of Samson. And the next thing he would do is that he approached his parents. Uh, Judges chapter 14. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all the people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samson said to, to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me. Look at verse 4. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord that he was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Don't forget, the purpose of Samson's life was to deal with Philistines. Little wonder he started to have some passion for a Philistine woman. The parents were wondering, why would you marry, you know, these funny Philistines? These seemingly hostile people, the enemies of Israel. But God had a plan. God wanted him to make an incursion into the midst of the Philistines so that he could start to deal with them. But this is where I'm going. The Bible says, in verse 5, So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyard of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring at him. The Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Though he had nothing in his hand, but he did it, he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. In life, we are either running away from or towards something. That's how life is. We are either running away from something or running towards something. One big question I want to ask you this morning is, what are you running away from or what are you running towards? What is your lion? Because all of us have our lion. What are you running away from? What are you running towards? We've been talking about accelerate, acceleration. In which direction are you accelerating? Are you running away from something or are you running towards something? Some people sometimes are running away from pain, running away from failure, running away out of fear based on past experiences. While some people are running, running towards the future, running towards divine accomplishment. Sometimes some people are even running towards the wrong things that has a promise, but God is not in it. You need to be careful which direction you are running, what you are running away from or what you are running towards. Because sometimes the things that you are running away from are the things you should run, run towards. When Samson woke up that morning, he had never killed a lion before. Nothing said he would be able to kill a lion. The only thing that we know about his life is that from everything that I've said, God had a plan for his life. God has started to speak to his parents before he was born. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. God had a plan for it. How this plan, the activation is going to take place, nobody knew. 
is similar to the story of David in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 16. Samuel went to the day, the, 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 the house of David's father, Jesse, and sought to anoint one of his sons as the next king over Israel. God started to talk to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16 and said, how long will you mourn over Saul? Seeing that I've taken, I've rejected him as king over my people. Go to the house of Jesse and anoint one of his sons for me. Samuel got to the house of Jesse. They had to wait for David to come because David was busy with mundane things. Taking care of sheep, you know, and all that. They brought him in. Smelling of sheep. But yet, Samuel anointed him. After Samuel anointed him, did he become king immediately? Students of the Bible, answer me. Did he become king immediately? All right. If you haven't been reading your Bible, you heard them. No. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't become king immediately. After all that, you know what happened? <laughs> he still went back to take care of sheep. Yeah. You see, some people, divine activation of God's plans, sometimes they don't happen like the way you think. You know some people, after Samuel anointed them like that, you just go to town and say, you will see, oh, they will soon remove our MD. Because my pastor prophesied over me last Sunday and said that that position ahead of me, I'm going to take it. See, I'm going to be prophesying today, but I'm asking you to be sensitive to something. And that's that the way divine activation happens, sometimes it's not the way you think. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying this morning. David went back to the backside of nowhere, still tending his father's sheep. But the Bible says, in the following chapter, that this evil spirit started to dis- disturb the king. The moment an anointing came upon David, evil spirit went over Saul. Saul then needed somebody to play skillfully on the harp, because that was what brought relief to him. And they couldn't find any other person but the guy who had just been anointed, who had been playing in the backside of nowhere in the desert, bought an obedient son to his father, taking care of his father's business. And they brought him into the palace. And he started to play. And the spirit, the evil spirit will relieve Samuel. Depression will just leave Samuel. I'm sorry, sorry, Saul. Leave Saul. And then, that was his first invitation into the palace. He was not to become the king. He was to come and use his gifts in the palace. Look at how divine activation happens. It has been coded into David's DNA that he was going to sit on the throne of Israel. But activation started gradually. It was, it's the same thing here. Let's go back to, to Samson. Samson just got a divine pull towards the Philistines. Went to Timnah. Saw a lady. I want to marry her. My prince, let's go together. So they went. And then they got there. And what happened? All of a sudden, from nowhere, a lion started to roar at Samson. If you have never killed a lion before, and nothing suggested around your life that you're going to be able to kill a lion. Something had never done anything with the grace and the power of God upon his life before. Then, this lion started to roar. He had the option of running away. Many people here listening to me this morning, people listening to me on the internet, you have been running away for too long. What you are running away from, a lot of the time, is the van activation for God's original intention over your life. 
Nobody knew that Samson could kill a lion. The lion made a mistake that day to roar Samson. He was roaring at the wrong person. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, at the wrong person. Can you let me look at your neighbor this morning and ask your neighbor, what is your lion? Yeah, you, you need to answer the question, what's your lion? What are the things you're running away from? That is negative acceleration. You're running away from destiny when you run away from those things. Somebody here, your lion may be that marriage that is very troublesome right now. That is, you can, I mean, you literally say, this marriage is killing me. That may be your lion. But instead of running away, if only you would trust in God and know that there's destiny in this arrangement. And that success comes from the ashes of failure. Is somebody sit with me this morning? Because in life, perspective is very important. Yeah. Perspective. Some, some people see problems, they call it problem. Some people call it challenge. Something that is challenging you. Like the young lion was challenging something. And instead of Samson running away, you know what the long, long, young lion did to Samson? He, he, the lion called the real Samson out. The Samson that needed to gain activation that has been dormant and docile. In 1 Samuel 17, some, uh, David, in the same vein, showed up on a different invitation. Go and give food to your brother and their friends, maybe their captains and all that. Just on errand. Unfortunately for Goliath, he chose the wrong time to roar. You know, because the Bible says Goliath will come out, I think morning and evening, and curse their God. Because the, 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 the war in the valley of Hela, where that war took place, it was not the traditional war time, where we just face each other, army to army. No. Choose one person from your side, one person from the other side. It's the two people that will fight on behalf of the two nations. And the Philistines had Goliath of God. The Bible described him in 1 Samuel 17. The, the size of his beam, you know, and all that. You see, it's not about the description of the problem. Because that first Samuel 17 about Goliath, they, they described, it was a bad problem for Israel. When they saw him, their heart sank. But David showed up. What was sinking some people's emotion was raising and inspiring the real David. What had been coded into his DNA started to react. May something wake up in your spirit. Amen. I said, may something wake up in your spirit. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Somebody here, I hear in my spirit, what you carry will feed the whole nation. The only problem right now is that you are running away from the roaring of the lion. From the roar of the lion. You are running away. But you are not supposed to run. That problem that is roaring at you is your activation to run towards destiny. It's your activation to run towards destiny. That's what, that's what it is. James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, uh, 2 to 4, it says, my, bro- my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let the patient have perfect work. Have his perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. On Friday, we're sharing here at Accelerate about the spirit of joy. And I remember Pastor Kodi was saying that when, when you think about a problem, when you see a problem, you can sit all by yourself 
and just laugh at the devil. He gave a testimony of a sister in Abuja that was being kidnapped. She entered a car, a, a, a taxi, and <laughs> she sat down in the taxi. She said she was uncomfortable in her spirit, but she just felt, sat down, three men. And all of a sudden, one from the back just put something around her neck, held her tight to the seat. And the, she said, the sister said the only thing that came to her mind was just to laugh. The spirit of laughter just came upon her. She started to laugh. The guy that was holding her was talking to the one beside her. Ah, this one is different, though. <laughs> he was telling his friend, I think you should pack. Let's release this lady to go. That one said, no. Do you know how long we have been waiting? How long we have been waiting? Uh, you know. Decided to, to drive on. They held her again. The laugh increased. The other one said, she's a witch. Let's release her. <laughs> Let's re- As they were saying all that, the driver lost control. The car went and somersaulted, went into a ditch or something. When they got there and brought the sister out, she was okay, but still laughing. And the other three guys dead. Now, some people took that testimony with a pinch of salt, thinking, okay, maybe something was wrong with her. Maybe she had mental problems, you know, and all that. <laughs> Be rationalizing spiritual things. You know, the Bible says that... <laughs> it said a carnal man cannot understand the things of the spirit because they are spiritually discerned. When you laugh at the devil... When you run towards the lion that is roaring at you, I receive for you boldness to attack. Boldness to take over. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I said boldness to attack. Boldness to take over. You will no longer run away. You will no longer turn away. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive grace for divine acceleration. Run in the right direction. Activate destiny. Run in the path of destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout a believing amen. Glory be to Jesus. I have this word for someone here. It's about an academic pursuit. I don't know what it is. But what I hear in my spirit is PhD. I don't know who you are, but God said to to, to tell you, stop running. Stop running. That academic pursuit is connected to your destiny. Run towards it. And I release grace upon you today. As you run, you will not be weary. Doors will open unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your needs are met supernaturally. You will not lose any battle again. You will not fail in that pursuit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I have a second word for somebody here this morning. This is about finances. For a business. I don't know who you are, but God knows you. God said, I'm going to put grace upon your life. He said, you will experience the Passover favor. If you don't know about it, go and read it. At the Passover, 
God said, I will give you favor before the Egyptians. He said, ask them for articles of gold, articles of silver, and he said, you will not be rejected. I don't know who you are, but God knows you. This morning, I prophesy over your life for that business that God has put in your hand, that idea that God has put in your spirit, every provision that is needed for divine accomplishment. As we move into the second half of this year, I declare in the name of Jesus, you will not be rejected. I receive grace upon you to step up boldly. To make your request boldly. The Lord goes with you. His favor rests upon you. You will not be turned down. Neither will you be rejected. Enjoy the Passover favor. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody give the Lord some shout in this place. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. Wave your hands to him all over this place. Just wave your hands to him and just bless him. We bless your name, Jesus. We thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your presence. There's such an awesome anointing of God in this place. Oh, Maralabo Shahan, take a liberal also. Eva to Sufre, he can let us Shufra handa legebosa. E Molobosa, he can to Tofrihide Gelebushi. E Matu Tofrihada Lagabaya. Mere Regebosa Sofra. Somebody, will you activate grace this morning as you pray in the spirit? Just pray in the spirit. Mere Rebosa, I take a legger Rebosha. I see the rivers, rivers of God flowing from somebody's belly this morning. I see an activation of the move of the Spirit in somebody's life here. Someone whose spirit has been docile. I see the floodgates of the spirit open. Let the floodgates open. Let the floodgates open. Out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers, rivers. Rivers. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Meme meme mosha. Ikendolo brotu sopra handa lagabaya. Rakataka legebosh. Membra liko susopra handa lagabaya. Ekito prohunde legebosha. Rivers. 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 Elebosha hande legebosha. Hold your belly, everyone. I'm praying the spirit in the pan. 
Somebody ask the Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Hold your belly and say, fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Holy Spirit, afresh. Fill me, Spirit of wisdom. Fill me, Spirit of grace. Fill me, Spirit of boldness. Fill me, Spirit of might. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Fill me afresh, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And as you go from here, I speak to you by the Spirit of God. A fresh task for His Spirit. A fresh hunger for His world. A fresh desire for His presence. Somebody here, before this day is over, God just wants you to spend time in His presence. Maybe an hour of worship. Because something is about to be battered in your spirit. And you just need to be able to yield to Him. Just yielding to Him. Just, just, just lock up yourself somewhere. Just, just go somewhere. Just, just yield yourself to God a bit. And just allow him to activate. And just know you are in a season of divine activation. The robber is about to meet the road. A lion is about to roar. And you can't run. And for you not to run, his presence has to rub up on you. That's where we gain boldness from. This is not bold face. This is boldness that comes from Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We give you glory and we give you praise. One more time this morning, give him a wave of him all over this place. And just celebrate Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Please be seated. Please be seated. Be seated. Be seated. I love to pray for anyone. Come on. I'm conquering ground.